2: minutes a day, 365 days
3: a year. This is the Pack-A-Day Podcast. What is up, Green Bay Packers fans? Welcome back to another edition of the Pack-A-Day Podcast, the do we suck edition of the Pack-A-Day Podcast. I'm your host, Jacob Morley, uh, joined this evening. We're about five minutes after the uh, Raiders Packers game and I'm joined by uh, the one and only Trey Watts and all this stuff is fresh the feeling is not great the vibes are not high and uh
2: Trey how, <laughs> how you feeling man how you feeling man uh disappointed man uh very very rough way to to cap the day to cap a, a a pretty good weekend of football overall, um, man, just uh so so much left out there, um, so much left to be desired from from all phases, uh, for for Green Bay tonight, um, you just you just felt like felt like they had more, felt like they should be better but um sometimes you got to just admit you know what what is there um and and right now it's just insane inconsistency um in some basic basic things uh i guess the one bright spot was i mean aj average like what Four and a half plus yards of carry yeah. or something yeah. like that. They, like,
3: they, I mean, they did they did a good job on the ground,
2: you know. They and, they were they were able to at least sustain more success than they had any other week. Um, they couldn't stop Max Crosby, and that you know, didn't help the run or the pass. That's two weeks in a row. But uh yeah. yeah, man, it was is this
3: gonna be you know, you're watching the game and you're watching Max Crosby, who's a great player, mm-hmm. you know, and you watch the Lions game and you watch Aiden Hutchinson, who's a great player. But is it just at the point where you're like, all right, so if anyone's got a good edge rusher, we're screwed. Like, it's yeah. like we're not going to be able to run our offense. And, you know, for we, we, we were excited about Rasheed Walker, and I think Rasheed Walker is a – I think you can get by with him in the league, but I think what a lot of people are going to have to come to terms with at the left tackle position is how good David Bakhtiari is. Mm-hmm. You know, you throw that guy out there on an island, he just does his thing. And you run your offense. And we're kind of seeing now, you know, like you mentioned, pre show throwing a tight end and a tackle at him with the running back over to Chip. And he is still just living in the backfield. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's unbelievable. And it's, it's tough. It, there's not much excuse making to be made. And there's not much to sugarcoat, really. It's you're staring down the barrel of a two and four. Four, two and three football team who mm-hmm. is one quarter away from being one and four. Yeah. You know, and and they look like it. They look like it right now. Uh so I think this team what's what's tough, Trey, is you, you everything we're gonna about to say is stuff that you would have thought they would have said to each other after the Detroit game. Right. You can say all the, hey, they got to look each other in the eye and they got to do this. They got to do that. They got to look within themselves. They got to fix, you know, X, Y, Z. And they they do. And it can happen. Like, don't get me wrong. We've seen teams play really bad football in the first quarter of a uh, of a season, turn it around um, and play better. But it's bleak right now. And I think that's fair to say. And that's coming from someone that you know i i i believe in jordan love i believe in his talent but the the stuff that we continue to see week in and week out you know the the accuracy on on balls over 10, 10 15 yards it's just it's not quite there uh the some we saw some of the bad decision making tonight you know yeah, the the first interception was 100% on him like that is that is him that's jordan making a bad read and making a bad play uh, the second one, I don't know. I, you know, did, did Peters pin Christian's arm? Maybe a little bit. I don't know. I think a lot of that is just, hey, tap, you know, tip of the cap to Marcus Peters, who has been a guy that gets his hands on a lot of footballs. I don't mm-hmm. know. And then the last one, you're kind of, I mean, people are, you know, him in hollering all about that last play, but you're, you're in play, make a play. You're in play, make a play mode. Um, and Amik Robertson made the play, right? And that happens sometimes in the NFL. So, you know, you're you're sitting on this team, Trey. You're 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 looking at this team through the same lens as all of us. What gives? You know, what 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 do you take as a player moving forward after, you know, a an ass whooping against Detroit, and then coming in against a Raiders team that. I mean they're 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 bad. That's a bad football team. They just look bad against. So how how do you I guess how do you move forward with this?
2: You know, I think um you got to you got to be honest with yourself. I think I kind of and I said that a couple of weeks ago, uh we were, I forget exactly what we were talking about, but there has to be an accountability factor. And what for me and this is as a as a player and also as a, as a fan watching this football team the hard part to come to grips with is they're not just getting outclassed because these other teams the lions the falcons tonight definitely not the raiders they're not just player for player way better than them and and drawing up amazing schemes that are just too hard to stop or even they're not even making insane one-on-one plays that are 50-50 balls and Devontae Adams goes up and makes incredible catches and you know stuff that's just insane insane type of play. Um they're just losing consistently in key situations either for simple fundamental state mistakes, getting out of your gap, not not lining up properly or not putting the ball where it needs to be placed. Like looking at the interceptions, the first one, I mean there's there's not a lot to talk about. You you can't do that. It's just you can't but the second and third one, I think we saw early in the year and what Jordan was getting a lot of credit for was fitting balls in in extremely tight windows, and it looks great when you do that and no no one tips it, no one picks it, and, and you do all those things and it's perfectly placed. But when you fit it into a tight window and you don't necessarily get it in there, the, the, the curl route to Christian, it wasn't an awful read. Now, Peters made a great break on the ball. Um, But if you're going to fit that in there, you have to give it, give your receiver a chance to shield the ball from from the defender with their own body. So it's either. Hey, I'm going to throw it to that opposite shoulder where the DB is breaking or, hey, the linebackers in there. I can't throw it in there. I can't throw the ball. And you, you just you live with that. You take a sack, you move on to the next play, you do whatever the one at the end of the game. You just want to see you want to see Jordan give your playmaker a chance to make a play. 64 wide receiver on a 59 DB at the end of the game. I think if um if the online didn't didn't let the pocket collapse so fast and he had to, you know, maneuver and step up, I think he hits him right now and Robertson had actually slept on Christian somehow yeah. and let him get behind him. Yeah. Um but even then you you have to give your guy a chance. You can't put the ball in a position where he essentially has to fight back into the guy running the other direction. Even though he he had slowed down to give him some space in the end zone, um but like that that's what's happening with Jordan, but those same kind of things seem to be popping up all over the place with with the team. Um you know the 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 touchdown for uh the Raiders to I think it was Myers. There's no one lining up within what 12 yards of Myers in the slot. Now, I don't care I don't care if you're playing man I don't care if you're playing zone. I don't care if you're a zero blitz. It it does not matter what you are doing, especially in the red zone. There's no way you can be giving a slot receiver a completely free release for the entire 12 yards between where he's standing in the end zone. If it's zone, there's got to be a linebacker, a nickel, a safety. Threatening that they're covering covering that space, even if they're not, even if they're not, even if they're blitzing they got to show that there's some space there and that you disguise and then safety come down and takes him. If it's, if it's not that, and they're playing man, you, the safety has to be there. Like, I don't know what play they called. I don't know what they were doing, but that just doesn't make sense. Um, when it does,
3: and you, and, and you think too, and I know it's easy to pile on a defense and honestly everyone deserves to be piled on. Like, I mean, it's, there's no one that's like above criticism right now um for the packers but what is jimmy g good at like why i mean make him make him step outside of his comfort zone i mean the guy's gonna shred you to pieces on short to intermediate over the middle of the field and that's what they gave him Mm -hmm. they just gave him that the whole game it's like getting mad at your dog for eating a cupcake when you leave it on the ground right in front like it's just dumb yeah and and that's the stuff I think a lot of fans are getting, starting to get frustrated with. And it's not, it's not that hey, we need to be perfect on defense because it's impossible. It's impossible to play perfect defense in today's NFL. But you go look at, I mean, man, look at the the Chiefs. This just this last week, you know, people dog on the Chiefs defense. Sometimes they give up points. They do this and that. But uh, a guy like Steve Spagnolo who He's so opportunistic and he's so good situationally. And at the end of the get that Chiefs game, the Vikings had a chance to go down and win the game and they just they shut him down. You know, on the Hail Mary play, they sack Kirk Cousins. So it's almost it's like it, it's impossible to be a blow-for-blow blow defensive coordinator in the NFL. It's just not many guys can do it. But you have to get a guy that knows when it's important and what they're doing on important downs and how to get in advantageous situations and how to put their guys in advantageous situations. And I think that is what is so frustrating is it's not that we are and and mind you, there are defenders blowing assignments. There are, but when you see Preston Smith on Devonte Adams, when you see the goal line touchdown to Jacoby Myers, that's when you can really start questioning like, what are we doing? What are we doing here? Like, of course, Preston Smith is going to lose to Devontae Adams. Of course, they're going to give up a touchdown in the NFL with an NFL quarterback and an NFL wide receiver just basically playing pitch and catch at the 12-yard line. And so, like, that's the stuff that I think is just really frustrating. And I think what's even more frustrating for Packers fans specifically is we've been frustrated about this for years. This is not anything new. You know, it's funny, Trey, you know, like, this might be this might be before Christian was even in Green Bay. So I don't know if you remember this. I'm sure you've seen the memes now, mm-hmm. but Preston Smith in the bottom of the you know bottom of the screen playing boundary corner against the Vikings. Yeah,
2: I, I saw it today actually. After that other play, I, I saw it. Yeah,
3: this is nothing new, and this is primetime Monday Night Football, and you're starting to see the national media people start to pick it up and be like, "What? Like, what are they doing?" Mm-hmm. and it's fair that's a that's a fair question and i don't know if they have answers and i don't know if they're going to get answers the the silver lining for me i guess is well well one you know we talked we've talked about this team being young we've talked about this team making young mistakes and they make a lot of them too many and there's not really even like the fun stuff mixed in the last couple weeks yeah, I mean, you get a couple of the fun plays. You know, the busted coverage to Christian for seventy-seven yards—that was fun. You know, but but realistically, that's that's more so a, a defensive failure than an yeah. offensive success, right? Like Christian's just sitting there, butt naked, ass wide open, and Jordan hits him. You know, and and that's great. Like we'll take that. We'll take that all day long. But there just is not enough consistently beating NFL defenses for this offense right now. And I guess so the silver lining that I'm going to cling to for this team is what are they going to look at like down the stretch? Are they going to figure it out? Are they going to start to put this together? Um, Because if not, I think it's fair to question, like, what was the plan here? Mm -hmm. You know, the plan was, hey, we're going to. And granted, I get the the salary cap is a real thing in the NFL um, and the Packers are in a little bit of a reset. And we were talking about, I was talking with someone about like Keyshawn Nixon. Has not been great in the slot. You know, the the Devontae conversion on third and six where Rasul is is barking at him because he he's supposed to take that away. And he just he just flat footed and didn't mm-hmm. do it. And the question was, you know, what did what did Keyshawn do last year for the Packers to just go into the offseason and be like, yeah, he's our nickel. That's our guy. With no competition, no rookie, no free agent, nothing. Mm -hmm. Like, what did he do last year to just get the keys handed to him? And the answer is, I mean, the answer is money. You know, right? They, they, they just they couldn't sign anybody, and you know, the draft they took an outside. You know, they took a, a boundary corner instead. So, it's tough. And I don't know. So, I guess if we're if we're looking for silver linings, Trey, kind of where where are you at? Give the people
4: What's going on, Packer fans? It is time that you make Little Caesars, which is the official pizza sponsor of the NFL, part of your game day routine. If you guys know anything about me whatsoever, you know that I love pizza, that every time the Packers win, I have a victory pizza. And what you should also know is that victory pizza is from Little Caesars. I This is no joke, Little Caesars by far and away, my favorite pizza. What you can do is you can order online during their pizza pizza pregame, one hour before and three hours after NFL kickoffs, plus all day on Sunday. And then you can get ready for football and fun choose your favorite little Caesars pizza, pick the toppings you crave. Either way you win. For me, I have the same order every single time. I'm going with their hot and ready pizza, pepperoni, no questions about it. And more importantly than anything else, always, 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 always get the crazy bread. It is, in my opinion, the best food that you can get on the market. I'm not joking. I love crazy bread. Love, love, love crazy bread. Get it every single time. You win when you get crazy bread. And speaking of winning, Literally everyone scores with convenient delivery or their in-store pizza portal pickup. So grab some friends, enjoy a few slices during the game, and always get your victory pizza from Little Caesars. You won't regret it. Pizza Pizza. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Do you ever feel like your brain is getting in its own way? In college, I personally dealt with an addiction that was tough to get over, and while my mind kept telling me to do the right things, and I wanted to do the right things, it was always hard trying to make the right choices in real time. What I eventually found out was that therapy can help you figure out what's holding you back and how to work for yourself instead of against yourself. Therapy has helped me with my past struggles and helped make me a better person today for my friends and my family. Therapy has helped me learn my trigger points, my destructive habits, and what positive steps to take to ensure that those negative behaviors turn into positive ones. If you're even thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be catered to your schedule, and flexible to your individual needs. Make your brain your best friend with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com. Um, slash pack a day. Hello friends, today we're brought to you by Manscaped, who has taken a step up from Balloween to bring your face the cleanest shave it's ever seen. So this season, no need to toil in trouble. Manscaped's all-new handyman is the best way to get rid of that stubble. Featuring a compact design and next-gen skin-safe technology, the handyman was designed to give you that smooth finish without the mess of a traditional shave. Get the sweetest treat this Halloween by going to manscaped.com and using code PACKADAY for 20% off plus free shipping. I recently picked up Manscaped's new handyman and friends It is amazing. There are so many incredible aspects, but the fact that it has one guard that can trim to 20 different beard lengths is a game changer. Their skin safe technology is legit and getting through a full shave without any nicks and cuts gives me all the confidence in the world to go for that smooth, close shave. Oh, And you can use it for wet or dry use as well. So this amazing device does absolutely everything. Right now you can get 20% off and free shipping with the code packaday at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com using code packaday. For a look as sweet as candy, get yourself the handyman from Manscaped. It's finally football season, which means...
2: With with everything being said, um, well, we didn't even go into even more of the of the Raiders game tonight, but probably just best to just move on. How many burn the tape games can they have? You can't burn yeah, it all, yeah, right? You, know, you, you can't you you burn gotta, it all. Yeah, you gotta you gotta kinda get over that hump at some point. Um, everyone there is getting paid to do a job. It's right, it's not it's not high school, it's not college, can't just you can't flush everything, you know what I mean. Yep. But I think the the one thing that, like, fortunately means, I mean, this season, it just it not dead. If you look at the NFC North, um, outside of the Lions, everyone is wishy-washy, I mean, at best. Like, yeah. the Bears the other night miraculously looked A lot better they discovered the guy they traded for dj moore is really good um and their offense looked completely different justin fields looked like the exact opposite of the player everyone had been clowning him about the couple weeks before that uh the vikings are reeling they just they look nothing like they did last year justin jefferson is now hurt um and like you know who, who knows who knows what direction they're headed people are talking about trading Kirk Cousins, talking about Justin Jefferson demanding a trade or all kinds of crazy stuff is going on. So as of right now, I mean, the Lions are a clear far and away number one, but number two in in the division is still up for grabs. Um, That would be the the positive piece that I would cling on to. Um, And it's going to be who can figure out what the heck they got going on first uh, between the three of them um you know like as as crazy as it seems and as as young as this team is the vast vast majority of of the struggles of the last of every every loss they've had so far is extremely fixable stuff at least on paper um and you know that's part of at the end of the day when the lights come on you got to play it's any given sunday thursday monday um and, you know, we we talked kind of forever like, hey, eventually Jordan was going to figure out the deep ball and and then the offense was going to be unlocked. Uh, hasn't happened yet. You know, five games into the season, it just hasn't happened. And unfortunately tonight, I think the best deep ball he threw, uh, Christian misjudged a little bit and leaned into the DB when the ball was actually you know, out in front of him in the other direction. So that that play was pretty unfortunate. Um because like we saw last year with with Christian and Aaron all it takes is one play to kind of just flip the switch um i don't christian isn't really the guy who needs to, the switch flipped right now it's it's jordan um especially after a night like tonight um and you know can there be something that that switches it that you know that helps flip it for him uh that remains to be seen uh you know i think the offense between the injuries the the inconsistency not having a great run game they haven't really been able to establish any realm of identity um we're not a power running team we're not a spread you out get the ball in the edges team we're not a air it out 50 times a game team I mean what you know what would you say we are um you gotta find something to hang your hat on you know what I mean like Green Bay is as, as long as I've been alive and as long as I've ever heard, they draft and develop O linemen They always have a stellar quarterback. Um, you know that's obviously the biggest question mark as of right now. Um, and they just find ways to win. Like I'm not I'm not used to seeing the Green Bay Packers losing games consistently. Um, you're not you're not you're not used to hearing them talk about can we make the playoffs? It's you know hey we get in the bye we you know we're going to the NFC Championship. Um, so it's, it's just different. There's, there's a lot going on and, and a lot of things that have to be answered. Uh, when you don't have a team that's necessarily as talented, you don't have a ton of star power. I mean, arguably your, your best single player has been hurt for the better part of the last three years. Um, that's when it kind of falls on to, you know, what can we pull out of these guys that we haven't been able to yet as a coaching staff? What can we do to protect our quarterback to put him in an ideal situation so he stays within himself and makes the plays that we need him to make? How can we manufacture touches for our guys? Now, guys have also been hurt the whole year. Uh, you know, Christian's played two games. Aaron's played, what, one and three One, Really one, right? Yeah, like, you know what I mean? Like one total between the whole thing. So it's like – um you know, there's, it's just hard to be honest right now. Like, where do you go? Uh, You know, like thought Romeo was going to be that sure-handed guy. He, he, he drops a pass that could have helped us out there. Luke drops one right after. And, you know, as a young quarterback, when you're trying to like, you're trying to figure yourself out and you, you haven't had a great game. uh, You know, who knows if one of those were caught, maybe that, maybe that pass to Christian is, has a little more oomph on it. He's a little more confident about it. You know, he, he throws it like we saw some of those sidearm ones where he like trots off, and you're like, Yeah, that's that's a money throw. And then mm-hmm. it drops in the bucket, we win the game. Um but it, all, like I said, all it takes is one play. Um, and at the end of the day, it, it's gonna start with it's starting to end with Jordan. Um, this is this is professional football. We know everything runs through the quarterback. Um, everything else can be whatever it's gonna be until they find out. How to get him going the way they need to, um, there's going to be question marks. Yeah. And that's,
3: that's fair. And I think it starts with Jordan, but I think you can even put this on the floor a little bit, right? Where I don't get the game plan. Like, I'm, and I'm not, I hate being that guy. I hate, I hate being the, what were they, like, what was the game plan here? But you come out against just a really poor, Raiders defense. And it's almost like the script should have been flipped last week to this week where they came out against Detroit last week. And were like, Hey, we're going to air it out. And, and they just got punched in the face. And then this week they're like, Hey, the secondary is banged up. We've got Christian back. You know, we got all of our guys back uh, minus, you know, the running back Aaron Jones. And we're just going to try to pound the rock with AJ Dillon the whole game. Like I didn't, I didn't get that. And then, the last thing I guess I'll I'll complain about with the the offensive play calling after the seventy seven yard catch, I hate it. I hate it. I did not like the three plays that they ran. I mean, you run, you run up the middle with AJ twice, and then you have and you you run like a, a an isolation route, cut the field in half in the red zone. I mean, and and that's and we talked about this trade, but like that's fine if if you if you want to do that, that is. Fine, but you better damn sure be well. You love the play, and you love the look. Mm-hmm. And they, I, I mean, Romeo just ran out of bounds. Yeah, like I, I'd, I'd have to look at it. I don't know if he got pushed. I don't know, but that that makes me question: what are we looking at? You know, did we? Are we just? Is is our process just that wrong right now? when we think we have the look that we that we like and we're just consistently wrong. And mm-hmm. that's troublesome and that's worrisome. And uh, they need to get it fixed. And I think Lafleur is a really good coach. I think Lafleur is a really smart guy. Uh, but some of it falls on him too with putting these guys in the right position. Just like we just – I mean, if we're going to talk about Joe Barry, you know, not putting his guys in a position to succeed, I think some of that has to be talked about with the offense as well. Um, And it's not, I mean, some of it's Jordan too. Like, I think at the, you know, during training camp, we talked about this, it was just a a roller coaster. It was, Hey, you know, you know, receiver X runs a great route is wide open over the middle of the field and Jordan sails it. Or, you know, Jordan makes a great throw, but the receiver dropped it. You know, and it's just like, that's just been the whole season so far where it's, you know, if, if this goes right, that, that goes wrong. And that's, Part of that is just being young. Part of that is just learning how to win. Um, but you know, it's easier said than done. We can talk about this stuff all offseason and talk about how it's going to be a young team and we're going to have to be patient with them and all that stuff. That's that's fine and dandy, but this is also the this is also the men's league. You know, mm-hmm. you you got to win games. You have to look competitive. Um, and even gosh, like even if they win that game, Trey you don't have a great taste in your mouth. Even if he hits Christian on that, you know, 30-yard pass that was intercepted and they're running into the tunnel victorious, you're still walking away going, wow, it took that? Yeah. It took that to beat them in prime time, everybody watching, you know, no reason not to get up for the game. They took that. So that's just kind of where I'm at. Um, We've got a long time. Another weird thing is, I mean, the Packers will legit play one game in like a 28-day span, which is a really weird scheduling thing. And I don't know if that's mm. good or bad. For, I honestly don't know if that's good or bad for this young team. Because part of me, part of me, Trey, is like they need to play. They need to play. Get reps, get reps. And then the other part of me is like, man, they're so banged up. They need to rest. You know, they need to, they need to kind of go back to the drawing board and figure this out. Um last week I said you're gonna find out we're going to find out a lot about this team coming back into this game against the Raiders after they got, you know, they got dog walked against the Lions. And I hope that's not the answer they gave us. Yeah, (laughs) Because that's going to, it's still a lot of season left. Still a lot of season left. Yeah. And I guess at this point, Trey, it's, it is back to the drawing board. You know, if if there is one silver lining in getting your butt kicked twice, it's that you know very well what you don't do well. You know they're they're throwing stuff at the wall right now, and they're figuring out well, we don't do that well. We don't do that well. I don't know what they do well, offensively or defensively. Um, I know that they need to get Aaron back. I I mean they're getting Christian more inter- integrated into the offense, and I think that's only gonna that's only gonna expand for him. Um, but Man, uh yeah. I guess any 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 final thoughts here Trey on the Raiders game before we sign off and go cry.
2: Yeah, yeah, man. This is, uh, time to go to bed, but no, real quick, um if I had sat down yesterday and you asked me a list of hey, uh, you know, this this and this are going to happen. What do you think the Packers chances are of winning? Uh, if you told me Devontae Adams was going to have one catch for 12 yards at halftime and really hardly be involved in the offense at all. And Josh Jacobs wasn't going to have 140, 50 yards rushing um, that, that the Packers were going to struggle to, to win the game. um, I would have been like, yeah, no, like that sounds like an easy recipe for a win. Um, And then you look up there and, Kenny had a sack, or maybe maybe he had like one and a half. I don't know. Rashawn had a sack, but even then, the rest of the game, it felt like Jimmy had a clean pocket. Um, and all we heard about was the Raiders' old line has struggled to get get the ball or get it going in the run game. Struggled to get it get it going in the passing game, and couldn't do that. Like Cleveland Mack had six sacks last week. We we didn't have half of that as a whole team. Um, and it's just it's just rough. I think we ran away from Max for most of the game. He still made all the plays like, dang, we're running the other direction. So it's just everything about that game hurt. Um, and it's definitely going to sting a little bit. And you said, you know, have a long time till they they play again. I don't know if I like that, because how many times have we heard Wednesday, Thursday practice report? So and so has a hamstring injury. So and so has a this injury. And yeah. I've never been like the guy to talk about that stuff. But. I mean, seriously, like at this point it's becoming scary the way it's happening. I've, I've had hamstring injuries before, man. They suck. And I've heard and seen a lot of them. I've never heard of someone coming back from a hamstring injury, playing on a pitch count, not hearing any report of a re-aggravation and then not playing 11 days after. I mean, that's a week and a half. That's basically, it's weird. like, a, it's it like an extra bye week Um, I've never heard of that. So that's, that's alarming, and you know, like what, just what, what all is is going into all this stuff that's happening? Um, you know, it's it's frightening. Like talking about wanting to get identity on offense. Like, yeah, man, I know Christian's my brother and all, but if I have Christian, if I have Devonte Adams, if I have Cooper Cup, heck, if I have Puka Nakua, I'm going to, especially when my offense is struggling, I'm going to find a way to get the ball in those guys' hands. If we then still struggle, then hey, we're just gonna struggle. We're just not very good. Well, um,
3: and, and Christian's one of the one of the better deep threats in the NFL, but he can do more than that. You know, absolutely. that's the other frustrating thing where it's like, okay, I I like I like I I'm I'm never gonna be upset with them taking a shot to Christian because I think he's got a chance to get that ball every single time, but run him across the middle of the field. You know what I mean? Like that, like uh, the the Philadelphia game last year, where we got all jacked up about Jordan Love. Uh, the offense just looks so much easier.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Like he's hit, he's hitting Christian on crossers. They're running rub routes. Guys are wide open. He's just putting the ball on them, and he's yeah. letting his playmakers go make plays. This it's just it just seems like they're trying to they're asking these young guys to run trigonometry out there, and it's it's tough. And I think you know we talked about this earlier, Trey, where you're like we you talked about the Marcus Peters. Uh, tip ball to the, the white linebacker that I've never heard of that had two interceptions say, <laughs> dude, I'm kept uh, white linebackers versus green Bay. Absolutely. Just kill us. There's a chase Blackburn for the giants still in my nightmares. Do you know who that guy is? No, of no, never, nobody never knows of who that is, nah. but he used to pick off Aaron Rodgers every time they played the giants. um And so I don't know what it is, but, uh but you talked about that ball and, you know, Mark and, and that's the next evolution for Jordan. And that's, I don't know if he'll get there. Like that's, that's my concern is like, is he going to get there? Because it is the little stuff. It is the, well, that ball got tipped because he kept it a yard inside. He puts that a yard on his outside shoulder. That's a great throw. Right. And it's just the stuff like that. And it's like, Oh, the receivers aren't getting any separation. It's like some of that is you got to throw guys open. And, and I don't know if he's good at that. And I don't know if he ever will be. And one. I don't know, man. I'm getting, We're going way into the weeds here, I guess. But when he was at <laughs> Utah State his sophomore year, he was good at that stuff. Like, he was he was a dog. Yeah. I mean, he was putting the ball on dudes where it needed to be consistently, and that's why you got so excited about him. At least I did. And then you saw the senior year, like, oh, man, he's done a lot of picks. Like, oh, he doesn't have guys. And I guess to an extent you can say that in Green Bay, but he does have guys. They're young but like, they got to find a way to make it work. They have to. So I don't know. We're 31 minutes in talking about a team that's been breaking our hearts. So uh, if you're listening to this, thank you. <laughs> thank you for uh, subjecting yourself to just more pain. We're all yeah. sick here. Uh, but yeah, but that's, you know, that, that, I guess that will do it for us. We'll be back. Next week, talking about bye weeks. Uh, hopefully, not talking about weird injuries that happen in the middle of practice. Um, hopefully, they get healthy. Hopefully, they figure it out. We've seen it done before. Um, this will have to be, you know, Matt LaCour- Matt Lafleur is kind of painted into a corner here, and so is Jordan Love. How are they gonna? What? How are they gonna respond? You know, that's going to be the story of the rest of the season, um, and we will be here for it every single week. Uh, again, thank you for joining. And until next time, go pack hill. Yes, sir.